Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Former President Donald Trump and his two eldest children are on the hook to testify in the state attorney general's probe into the Trump organization after a judge enforced subpoenas yesterday. Hillary Clinton Thursday responded to allegations her campaign spied on rival Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Stay tuned for her comments at Thursday's DNC. More legal woes for disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He's being sued by a female New York State trooper who alleges Cuomo sexually harassed her. More dire warnings about a possible Russian invasion of Ukraine. A top U.S. official warned the U.N. Security Council that Russia is using flag operations to create a false pretext for an invasion. And former President Donald Trump, his children, Donald Jr. and Ivanka, they must all comply with subpoenas from the Office of State Attorney General Letitia James. Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Aragon ruled the trio must testify as part of the state attorney general's probe into the Trump organization. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. The Trump family has been arguing against the subpoenas, claiming James is targeting the former president for selective prosecution for political reasons to try and bolster her own career. They must appear, though, within 21 days. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton responds to allegations that her campaign spied on rival Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Clinton, speaking to the New York State Democratic Convention, claims the spying accusations against her are a conspiracy to distract from Trump's own legal woes. She called it desperate and a fake scandal. Here's Clinton center stage at the convention Thursday at the Sheraton in Times Square. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. So now his accountants have fired him and investigations draw closer to him. And right on cue, the noise machine gets turned up, doesn't it? A small crowd also booed and chanted, lock her up, when Clinton arrived at the Sheraton. Lock her up! Lock her up! Lock her up! No mention from Clinton about the possibility of running for the White House again in 2024. Instead, she criticized the GOP. More legal problems for disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. 
He's being sued by a female New York state trooper who previously accused him of harassing her while she was assigned to his protective detail. The suit comes after five criminal complaints of sexual harassment against Cuomo were dropped. The suit alleges that the then governor and top aide, Melissa DeRosa, quote, violated federal, state and civil laws, unquote, when they attempted to cover up alleged sexual harassment. The trooper claims she was subjected to back in 2019. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. Cuomo there, the plaintiff, identified only as Trooper 1 in this lawsuit is seeking unspecified damages from both Cuomo and DeRosa. The lawsuit was filed Thursday in the Eastern District of New York. The suit filed Thursday alleges that Cuomo kissed Trooper Number 1 on her cheek, put his hands down her back, and touched her in intimate areas. The U.S. continues to warn of a possible invasion of Ukraine by Russia. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken warned the U.N. Security Council Thursday of the possibility that Russia could use chemical weapons to build a pretext for an invasion. I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. The information I presented here is validated by what we've seen unfolding in plain sight before our eyes for months. NATO and the U.K. have warned that Russia is staging what's called false flag operations aimed at justifying an attack. It's where one group commits an act which aims to avoid being blamed or shift blame to another party to try and justify an attack of invasion. Here's British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Today, is, as I'm sure you've already picked up, uh, a kindergarten was shelled in uh, what we're taking to be a, uh, what we know is a false flag operation uh, designed to... Uh, uh, to discredit the Ukrainians, uh, designed to create a, a pretext, a, 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 a spurious provocation uh, for Russian action. Uh, we fear very much that that is the kind of thing we'll see more of over the next few days. And meanwhile, satellite images reveal a new pontoon bridge built just north of Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, and huge movement of vehicles across Belarus, Russia, and Crimea. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Jacqueline Carls at the traffic desk. Good morning. Starting out with some troubles in New Jersey. Garden State Parkway southbound right before Colonial Rest Area. We have an accident. Four lanes are blocked here. So you're backed up to exit 35. And I think it's going to get a little worse there. 280 eastbound at exit 17. We've got an accident cleared now, but you still have a slow roll through there till about exit 16. I-80 westbound right before Mount Hope Road. Uh, we have something, some debris in the roadway cleared out of the left lane. And Route 46 westbound after Browertown Road, we have a down pole blocking the right lane. This is all because of high winds and we will have restrictions. I'll get into that in a second. But I do want to tell you on Long Island, still Sunrise Highway eastbound between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. That right lane is closed while they clear uh, up from that truck fire the other day. And moving over to the Hudson Valley, we do have 45-mile-an-hour speed restrictions on the tap. You're going to see speed restrictions on a lot of the bridges. And we do have, because of high winds, tractor trailers and motorcycles and minibuses, they're all prohibited from crossing a lot of the bridges and the roadways. So you want to keep that in mind as you head out. In the Bronx, southbound Hudson River, southbound on the Hutch, we have at the drawbridge exit 2, an accident just cleared. But you're slow all the way back to exit 3. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Next, Jacqueline, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Wind advisory post. 
posted till 10 this morning. We also have a 30% chance of showers until then. Cloudy skies through mid-morning, then it clears. Temperatures fall by this afternoon to around 36. Mostly clear skies overnight, the lows 27. 20% chance of snow showers afternoon tomorrow. Increase in clouds with a high of 40. Right now, 55 degrees, cloudy skies in the Big Apple. Continuing with your top five at five, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau sparked outrage Wednesday in the Canadian House of Commons. The Prime Minister accusing a Jewish Conservative Party member of supporting people who wave swastikas. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. Trudeau made the comments after facing criticism from conservative Melissa Lanceman, the first Jewish woman elected to her party last October. Lanceman recited two quotes from the prime minister in which, one, he blasts the so-called Freedom Convoy protesters who have staged anti-COVID mandate demonstrations in Ottawa and at various border crossings. Optimistic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. Meanwhile, Newsweek is reporting a similar people's convoy is organizing in the United States set to depart in late February to the nation's capital in protest of COVID-19 mandates they believe are unconstitutional. An estimated 1,000 truckers are expected to participate. 77 WABC Time Check 510. Deborah Valentine with your early news. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday became the official Democratic designee for Governor of New York with 85% of the weighted vote from the Democratic State Committee at yesterday's convention in New York City. Here's Hochul accepting the nomination. I accept your nomination. And I do so with a heart full of gratitude and humility. And I will never, ever take for granted the trust you placed in me and my leadership. Hochul ended up shutting out New York City public advocate Jamani Williams, who is hoping to get at least 25 percent of the vote to get an automatic spot on the primary ballot for June. The process for candidates to petition their way into the ballot starts March 1st, and that will determine whether Hochul faces any opposition in the June 28th primary. Just over one quarter of workers have actually returned to in-office work in the Big Apple. New survey finds 28 percent of workers are physically back in the office. New York City Mayor Eric Adams speaking to the DNC yesterday seemed to allude to many people willing to go out on the weekends but not to work on weekdays. New Yorkers, it's time to get back to work. You can't tell me you're afraid of COVID on Monday and I see you in a nightclub on Sunday. Adams has previously urged large corporations and businesses to get their employees back to the office. Well, just 28 percent of workers have returned to the office. Restaurants are seeing 75 percent of pre-pandemic crowd capacity. Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee went after Biden nominee Nina Morrison during a hearing Wednesday. This nominee, Nina Morrison, she's an attorney with the Innocence Project. She's nominated for a lifetime seat on the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York. Republicans blaming her, though, for a spike in crime. 
Here's Morrison in a tense exchange with Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Why do you keep advising radical district attorneys who let violent criminals go and result in homicide rates skyrocketing? Do you care about the innocent people being killed because of the policies you're implementing? Absolutely, Senator. And and to clarify, my role in those transition committees were only on the issue of what's called conviction integrity, not the front end prosecution policies, but on the review of old cases. Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri also told Morrison he planned to oppose her nomination, along with many other nominees the Biden administration puts forward who are, quote, soft on crime, unquote. Tragedy for New York's bravest 33-year-old FDNY member Jesse Gerhard died a day after fighting a two-alarm fire. The 33-year-old collapsed Wednesday at Ladder 134 in Far Rockaway and died the same day at a hospital. Interim FDNY Commissioner Laura Kavanaugh spoke during a press briefing yesterday at City Hall. Here's Kavanaugh. I cannot express enough the extraordinary loss that this is to our department. He is exactly what we would want an FDNY member to be. The Office of the Medical Examiner will make an official determination on the firefighter's cause of death. Funeral arrangements are still pending. Chinatown residents are sounding the alarm. It's over a growing number of mentally ill homeless who are living in nearby Sarah D. Roosevelt Park. The park is right across the street from where 35-year-old Christina Yuna Lee was followed by a homeless serial criminal and murdered inside of her apartment early Sunday. She was stabbed 40 times. Resident Wellington Chen spoke to New York One. You need to get the people that need help offer. You need to get the homeless some some shelter, wherever it is. Uh, And more importantly, um, you know, people need to feel there's a sense of safety. And residents are demanding more police presence and for city agencies to connect the homeless to services. The Coalition for the Homeless says that city leaders must invest in things like low barrier shelters, permanent, affordable and supportive housing and accessible mental health care to help people move off the streets. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellick is here and has a look at sports. Yes, I do, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Your Brooklyn Nets got back to losing last night against the Washington Wizards as they fall 117 to 103 at home. Rui Hachimura poured in 24 Washington, and Nets newcomer Patty Mills led all scoring on the night with 22 of his own. But it wasn't enough as Brooklyn comes down to earth after winning two straight prior to last night's game. The Nets head into the All-Star break at 31-28 and overall, which is good right now for the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. Now for local ice hockey, as the Rangers and Islanders were on the ice last night, the Rags hosted the Detroit Red Wings at the Garden, found themselves in another shootout to decide the victor. This time, though, they couldn't prevail, as the Wings put the Rangers down 3-2 to in the 6th round of said shootout. The Blue Shirts will rest up here until Sunday when they're set to head to Ottawa for a bout with the Senators. As for the Islanders last night, they picked up the Rangers slack locally as they pound the Boston Bruins into the ice by a score of 4-1. to one. Noah Dobson and Matthew Barzell had a goal and an assist each, helping the Isles snap a three-game losing streak before they welcome the Montreal Canadiens into town this Sunday afternoon. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, well, thank you, Justin. And taking a look now at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We do have a wind advisory till 10 this morning, and that apparently affecting the bridges this morning. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Jacqueline Carl. 
Good morning, Deb. I'm going to start out on the Garden State Parkway southbound before Colonial Rest Area. We have an accident. It takes out four lanes, and traffic is already back to exit 135. If this was later on in the morning, it would be much worse, so hopefully they'll get that out of the way soon. Route 46 westbound after Browertown Road. We have a down pole blocking the right lane, so you want to watch out for that. And we do have some fallen trees around the areas in, in Long Island. It's, it is because of the high winds. You want to keep in mind that you have to keep that in mind as you head out. Sunrise Highway eastbound between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. We still have that right lane closed because of the truck fire that we were dealing with Wednesday. In the Hudson Valley, 45-mile-an-hour speed restrictions on the Tappan Zee Bridge. And you will see a lot of speed restrictions on the bridges and some of the roadways. So you want to watch out if you are driving tractor trail especially empty ones, motorcycles, carpool trailers, minibuses. They're all prohibited from crossing bridges right now. Some of the roads are getting slippery in Manhattan. We have and wet roads, gusty winds, so reduce speeds and just take it slow this morning. Allow extra time. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. And the rest of your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center Calling for that wind advisory to expire at 10 this morning. We also have a 30% chance of showers until 10, clearing skies after mid-morning. Temperatures fall later this afternoon, though, to about 36 by 5 p.m. Overnight, the lows 27th, mostly clear skies. Tomorrow afternoon, there's a 20% chance of snow showers, increasing clouds throughout the day Saturday and a high of 40. Right now, 55 degrees, cloudy skies in Manhattan. Brett Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The trading week is winding down after stocks saw their worst day of the year so far on Thursday. It's the Russia-Ukraine situation that's been weighing heavy on the markets. At the closing bell yesterday, the Dow Jones lost 622 points. The S&P 500 fell 95 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 407 points. More Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week following three straight weeks of decline. The U.S. Department of Labor reported that jobless claims rose by 23,000 to 248,000 for the week ending February 12th. Claims were revised up to 225,000 the previous week. Tesla Inc. sank towards the bottom of Consumer Reports' newest annual auto brand rankings, weighed down by poorly received design changes and reliability problems. Consumer Reports said Thursday that the electric car maker placed number 23 out of 32 brands on the 2020 list, down seven spots from the year before. Tesla's Model 3 was also beaten out as the top pick for 2022 in the electric vehicle category by Ford Motor Company's Mustang Mach-E. Legendary investor Charlie Munger had more harsh words for cryptocurrency on Wednesday and called inflation the greatest danger America faces besides nuclear war. Munger made his comments speaking during a shareholder Q&A session Wednesday at the annual meeting for Los Angeles-based newspaper chain Daily Journal Corp., which, of which he is the chairman. The 98-year-old Munger ripped Bitcoin and other cryptos as, quote, beneath contempt claiming its main usefulness is for extortion, kidnappings, and tax evasion. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on the Cats Roundtable. And Frank Morano is also a guest during the Bernie and Sid in the Morning program coming up around 620 this morning. Dow Futures in the green this morning up 119 points. S&P 500 up 20. The Nasdaq's climbed 89 
crude down $2.03 a barrel and gold down $6.60. The WABC Early News. A former official in the Obama administration shot back at President Joe Biden's stated reasons for historic rises in inflation. Steve Ratner is a former Treasury official under Obama, and he ripped Biden's reasoning in an op-ed in The New York Times for blaming inflation over 7 percent on supply chain issues and saying it'll ease out by the end of the year. Here's Ratner on MSNBC back in November. For all the you read about wage increases, Amazon and this and so on, Americans' wages are actually going down at the moment in real terms after inflation. inflation. Gas is $3.40 across the nation. It was That's the highest since 2014. Yeah. There was a poll in October in which 89% of Americans said they were very concerned about the economy. There was a poll in October also that said that half the Americans expect the economy to get worse, not better, over the next few months. Ratner thinks that supply chain issues are actually a result of an overstimulated economy. That's because he thinks Americans are using vast amounts of government rescue aid monies to spend like it's Black Friday. Ratner also noted that the rise in resignations is also contributing to a labor shortage leading to an inflation of service costs. Former President Donald Trump claimed on Wednesday that Democrats spied on his White House and his New York City apartment as part of an espionage campaign that ran after the 2016 election in an effort to undermine the 2020 vote. Trump's allegations follow a court filing that has been seized on by Trump allies as proof that his opponents spied on Internet traffic to gather dirt during the 2016 campaign. It comes from special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of an investigation into Trump campaign's ties to Russia. The White House, though, has continued to dodge questions about the probe. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Again, I, I know you asked my colleague a few questions about this the other day, uh, but I would point you any questions about this to the Department of Justice. Trump era director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe said earlier this week that then Vice President Joe Biden and President at the time Barack Obama allegedly knew Clinton's 2016 campaign was trying to hack into Trump's servers to, quote, fabricate, unquote, links to the Kremlin. Senior advisor at the conservative group, the Lincoln Project, thinks that former Vice President Mike Pence has a zero, zero chance at being the next president of the United States after breaking away from former President Donald Trump. Tara Setmayer says the moment Pence publicly said then President Trump was wrong for asking him to reject electoral college votes on January 6, 2021, he did himself in. Here's Pence. I heard this week that President I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. Set Mayor described Pence's criticism of Trump as a cardinal sin and that Pence could kiss 2024 goodbye. Republican U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell Thursday criticizing the Black Lives Matter Louisville chapter after Black Lives Matter helped pay the six-figure bail of a man who allegedly shot at a mayoral candidate. The Louisville Black Lives Matter chapter footed bail for Quintez Brown. He was arrested by police for allegedly shooting at mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg in his campaign office. Here's Mitch McConnell. Less than 48 hours... After this activist 
tried to literally murder a politician, the radical left bailed their comrade out of jail. This is just jaw-dropping. The innocent people of Louisville deserve better. Police say Brown was charged with attempted murder and four counts of wanton endangerment after he entered Craig Greenberg's campaign headquarters in Butchertown and allegedly fired multiple shots using a 9-millimeter Glock handgun. The mayor, uh, uh, the mayoral candidate's shirt was actually grazed by a bullet, but he didn't suffer any serious injuries. Neither did anybody else. Well, continuing with the Russia-Ukraine crisis, President Joe Biden Thursday warned of a Russian attack on Ukraine in days and that Moscow could stage events leading to a pretext for war. Every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine, attack Ukraine. My sense this will happen in the next several days. Biden's comments after U.S. officials said 7,000 more Russian troops have arrived near Ukraine contradicting earlier Russian claims of a pullback. Biden maintained a diplomatic path forward still exists that would avoid conflict. Israel on Thursday formally announced it would not cooperate with a special commission formed by the United Nations' top human rights body to investigate alleged abuses against Palestinians. Israel says the probe and its chairwoman were unfairly biased against Israel. The decision delivered in a scathing letter to the commission's head, Navi Pillay, further strained what already is, of course, a tense relationship between Israel and the UN-backed Human Rights Council in Geneva. The council established the three-day person, three-person investigative commission last May, days after an 11-day war between Israel and Hamas militants in the Gaza Strip. Over 260 Palestinians, including scores of women and children, were killed in the fighting. Fourteen people died in Israel. 77 WABC Time Check 527. Jacqueline Carl's at the traffic desk. Good morning, Garden State Parkway southbound before Colonial Rest Area. We have an accident. Four lanes are blocked by this one. Delays go back to exit 135 Central Avenue, and it's going to get worse as the morning goes on if they don't get this out of here soon. We have an obstruction on the roadway. This is on westbound Route 46 after Browertown Road. A down pole blocks the right lane. You have some slow traffic to Lower Notch Road. You're going to see a lot of this. We're seeing down trees and poles because of the high winds. So you want to keep that in mind as you head out. You have to keep your speeds down. And on Long Island, we still do have the right lane closed. Sunrise Highway on the eastbound side between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue. That because of that tanker truck fire earlier in the week. Again, Tappan Zee Bridge, 45-mile-an-hour speed restrictions. You're going to see this on a lot of the bridges and roadways. They are saying tractor trailers, house trailers, motorcycles, carpool trailers, all that type of stuff. You need to leave it at home because you can't get on most of the roadways and bridges with it, and it's dangerous. Eastbound uh, Hamilton Avenue, eastbound 287 between Hamilton Avenue and Cadden Plaza. you got a lot of stop-and-go traffic. The roads are slippery. Take it slow. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. And your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Calling for a wind advisory to end by about 10 this morning. We do have a 30% chance of showers this morning until 10 a.m. Cloudy skies clear and temperatures fall to about 36 by late afternoon. Mostly clear skies overnight. The lows 27. And Saturday we have a 20% chance of snow showers in the afternoon. Increase in clouds tomorrow with a high near 40. Right now 55 degrees. Cloudy skies. 
Tesla founder Elon Musk is facing backlash after posting a meme Thursday on Twitter. Now it compares Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to German dictator Adolf Hitler. Musk posted the meme as a reply to a tweet from cryptocurrency Coindesk that cryptocurrency uh, issued in support of the Freedom Convoy and uh, those funds being frozen. Here's Canada Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Musk was criticized on social media as having gone too far and even called a racist. 77 WABC Time Check 529. Deborah Valentine with your early news. We'll be back with more news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports, business, traffic and weather. And here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. Former President Donald Trump and his two eldest children, they're on the hook to testify in the state attorney general's probe into the Trump organization after a judge enforced subpoenas yesterday. Hillary Clinton Thursday responded to allegations her campaign spied on rival Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Stay tuned for her comments at Thursday's DNC. More legal woes for disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He's being sued by a female New York State trooper who alleges Cuomo sexually harassed her. More dire warnings about a possible Russian invasion of Ukraine. A top U.S. official warning the U.N. Security Council that Russia is using flag operations to create a false pretext for an invasion. The U.S. continuing to warn of that possible invasion of Ukraine. Let's start with former President Donald Trump. His children, Donald Jr. and Ivanka, must comply with subpoenas from the office of State Attorney General Letitia James. Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Arthur Aragon ruled the trio must testify as part of the Attorney General's probe into the Trump Organization. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. The Trump family has been arguing against the subpoenas, claiming James is targeting the former president for selective prosecution for political reasons to bolster her career. They must appear within 21 days. Hillary Clinton responds to allegations her campaign spied on rival Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Clinton speaking to the New York State Democratic Convention claims the spying accusations against her are a conspiracy to distract from Trump's legal woes. She called it desperate and a fake scandal. Here's Clinton center stage at the convention Thursday at the Sheraton in Times Square. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. So now his accountants have fired him and investigations draw closer to him. And right on cue, the noise machine gets turned up, doesn't it? 
A small crowd also booed and chanted, lock her up, when Clinton arrived at the Sheraton. It's funny, the more Trump... Lock her up! Lock her up! No mention from Clinton, though, about the possibility of running for the White House again in 2024. Instead, she criticized the GOP. More legal troubles for disgraced former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He's now being sued by a female New York State trooper who previously accused him of harassing her while she was assigned to his protective detail. The suit comes after five criminal complaints of sexual harassment against Cuomo were dropped. The suit alleges that then-Governor Cuomo and top aide Melissa DeRosa violated federal, state, and civil laws when they allegedly attempted to cover up sexual harassment claims by the trooper that she says she was subjected to back in 2019. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. The plaintiff is identified only as a trooper one in this lawsuit and is seeking unspecified damages. The lawsuit was filed Thursday in the Eastern District of New York, and uh, it alleges that the former governor kissed the trooper on her cheek, allegedly put his hands down her back and touched her in intimate areas. The U.S. continues to warn of a possible invasion of Ukraine by Russia. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken warned the U.N. Security Council Thursday of the possibility that Russia could use chemical weapons to build a pretext for an invasion. I am here today not to start a war, but to prevent one. The information I presented here is validated by what we've seen unfolding in plain sight before our eyes for months. NATO and the U.K. have warned that Russia is staging false flag operations aimed at justifying an attack. It's where one group commits an act which aims to avoid being blamed or shift blame to another party to justify an attack of invasion. Here's British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Today, is, as I'm sure you've already picked up, uh, a kindergarten was shelled in uh, what we're taking to be a, uh, what we know is a false flag operation uh, designed to... Uh, uh, to discredit the Ukrainians, uh, designed to create a, a pretext, a, 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 a spurious provocation uh, for Russian action. Uh, we fear very much that that is the kind of thing we'll see more of over the next few days. Satellite images show a new pontoon bridge built north of Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, and huge movement of vehicles across Belarus, Russia, and Crimea. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Jacqueline Carl has an update on traffic and transit. Good morning. Still a big problem on the Garden State Parkway southbound before Colonial Rest Area. We have an accident that takes out four lanes. Traffic is stop and go back to exit 35 Central Avenue. And Route 46 westbound at Browerton Road, we have some ramp restrictions. You've got to slow down as you from Lower Notch Road because... We have a down pole. It's in the process of being cleared. And you're going to see a lot of that. We have the down poles and trees in the area. You want to take it slow because of the high winds. At the Hudson River crossings, inbound George Lincoln and Holland, still not a bad ride. On Long Island, we do still have the right lane closed. Eastbound Sunrise Highway between Ocean Avenue and North Park Avenue as they continue to clear from that earlier tanker truck fire. If you're heading on to the Tappan Zee Bridge, keep in mind you have to keep your speeds down to 45 miles an hour. We have a lot of that. 
that around the areas because it's the roads are slippery, wet. We have high winds, tractor trailers, house trailers. You can't get on the Cross Bay Bridge. A lot of the bridges and tunnels have those restrictions in effect. And in Brooklyn, eastbound, 278 between Hamilton Avenue and Cadman Plaza. A lot of stop-and-go traffic. I'm Jacqueline Carl. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a wind advisory until 10 this morning and also 30% chance of showers till then. Clearing skies with temperatures falling to about 36 by late afternoon. Overnight, mostly clear skies, the lows 27 Tomorrow, about a 20% chance of snow showers during the afternoon with increase in clouds and a high near 40. Right now, 55 degrees, cloudy skies in New York. And uh, now your fifth story in your top five at 530 before we head to uh, 77 WABC's Lydia Serrani in her special report. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau sparking outrage Wednesday in the Canadian House of Commons. The Prime Minister accusing a Jewish Conservative Party member of supporting people who wave swastikas. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. So Trudeau made the comments after facing criticism from conservative Melissa Lanceman, the first Jewish woman elected to her party last October. Lanceman recited two quotes from Trudeau, in one of which he blasted the so-called Freedom Convoy protesters who have staged anti-COVID mandate demonstrations in Ottawa, the capital, and at various border crossings. Optimistic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. And meanwhile, Newsweek is reporting a similar people's convoy is organizing in the United States, set to depart in late February to the nation's capital. In protest of COVID-19 mandates they believe are unconstitutional. An estimated 1,000 truckers are expected to participate. Hillary Clinton, as passionate as ever, is she testing the waters for another run for the White House? WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani spoke with New York City Post City Hall Bureau Chief Bernadette Hogan, who reported from the state Democratic Convention in Times Square. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is the New York Post City Hall Bureau Chief Bernadette Hogan. How are you, Ms. Hogan? I'm great. How are you? Thanks. Good. So you are at the state uh, Democratic Convention going on there in Midtown. How's the feeling? How's the excitement? Well, I mean, it's been going on all day. Actually, this is the second day, and we've had a bunch of speakers. Of course, the slate is going to culminate with Hillary Clinton making the official nomination of Governor Kathy Hochul as the state Democratic Party's standard bearer. So there's a lot of energy in the room, a lot of speeches going on. And and tell me about the speakers. I saw Mayor Adams spoke before, A.G. James. Right, yes. So we had Mayor Adams. He was speaking about the importance of getting New Yorkers back into work, back into the office. Attorney General Letitia James, of course, she was the her, her, her office dropped the August 3rd sexual harassment report that ended up leading to the resignation of former Governor Andrew Cuomo. She was talking about her her power and her ability to to stand up to people in power within her, the capacity of her office. And she did talk about how her report, she stands by it, despite the former governor's continued attack on the findings there and the women 
that were involved in that case. And what about Stuart Cousins? Did she mention anything about bail reform? I know she spoke on the Brian Lair show regarding Mayor Adams asking to make some changes to it, but she is refusing regarding the whole dangerousness aspect of it. Right. The idea of amending the controversial bail reform has not come up. Mayor Adams also did not speak about that. Actually, Adams for he uh, before Leader Stewart Cousins spoke, and they both joked about their tenure and their friendship. You know, that, of course, Adams was tenure in the state Senate. So it seemed like that their relationship was cordial then. It is. They, they, they do have a good relationship. And again, Adams going up to Albany, they had a good meeting. But just because you have a good meeting doesn't mean you leave with getting your ass, right? His number one ask in Albany was to amend the bail reforms. Of course, they were, in, they were first uh, signed into law in 2019. Uh, it was opened back up in 2020, and edits were made that were part of the 2020 budget. But now Adams wants a, quote-unquote, dangerousness standard added, granting judges more, jur- more um, discretion when it comes to deciding whether or not they want to keep a defendant or, you know, let them out. Hillary Clinton, a lot of analysts are saying that maybe she's testing the waters and that's why she's speaking at the convention. What do you think? What's the feeling there? You know, that could be a possibility, but also Hillary Clinton is somebody that represents, you know, the idea of breaking glass ceilings, right? She's had a tremendous um, resume. It's about the symbolism at, at the end of the day. Well, thank you so much, Bernadette Hogan of the New York Post, the City Hall Bureau Chief, and come back anytime. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And again, this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. Thanks, Lydia. The state Republican Party, meanwhile, is holding their nominating convention on February 28th and March 1st at the Garden City Hotel out on Long Island. It's the WABC Early News. U.S. Representative Tom Swasey, meanwhile, says that Hillary Clinton tried pressuring him out of challenging New York Governor Kathy Hochul for New York's top job. He says, as a matter of fact, several Democrats have pressured him to stay in Congress. Clinton backed Hochul at the DNC yesterday. Here's what Swazi told reporters. No, that's happened to me many times in my career. It happened to me when I ran for county executive in Nassau County against Tom DiNapoli. Everybody and their brother endorsed Tom DiNapoli. I was endorsed by my mother and my wife, and uh, I won that race. Swazi said the other Democrats who've allegedly leaned on him include State Party Chair Jay Jacobs and U.S. Representative Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat uh, from Brooklyn and uh, chair of the House Democratic Caucus. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Justin Ellick is back with sports. I am back, Deb, and I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Your Brooklyn Nets got back to losing last night against the Washington Wizards. As they fall 117-103 at home, Rui Hachimura poured in 20 for Washington, and Nets newcomer Patty Mills led all scoring on the night with 22 of his own. (coughs) Excuse me, but it wasn't enough as Brooklyn comes back down to earth after winning two straight prior to last night's game. The Nets head into the All-Star break at 31-28 overall, which is good for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Quick sip of water. Thank you, Deb. You are quite welcome. Now for local ice hockey, as the Rangers and Islanders were on the ice last night, the Rags hosted the Detroit Red Wings at the Garden and found themselves in another shootout to decide the victor. This time, though, you're a little weird. Oh, dear, you're getting all choked up over this, Justin, this morning. (laughs) Dear, dear. I tell you, the hockey blue shirts, they really put me in some type of mood. They couldn't prevail as the Wings put the Rangers down 3-2 in the sixth round. The, The blue shirts will rest up here until Sunday when they're set to head to Ottawa for a bout with the Senators. 
As for the Islanders last night, they picked up the Rangers slack locally as they pound the Boston Bruins into the ice by a score of 4-1. to Noah Dobson and Matthew Barzell had a goal and an assist each, helping the Isles snap a three-game losing streak before they welcome the Montreal Canadiens into town this Sunday afternoon. Here are the early news sports update and a cough, apparently. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks for powering through, Justin. Uh, let's head over to the traffic test with Jacqueline Carl. Good morning. I was waiting for my music. Good morning. Garden State Parkway southbound before exit 132. We have an accident. The two left lanes are blocked. We have stop traffic from Colonia Rust area. And then over on New Jersey Turnpike, Eastern Spur on the southbound side at exit 15, we have a stall blocking the right lane and traffic is slow through that area. Bridges and tunnels, really not a bad ride yet. Long Island, you're going to see some speed restrictions. We have... Um, Westbound, uh, County Road 100 at Wikes Road. We've got a down traffic light at the intersection. We're seeing a lot of that. Fallen trees, poles. Take it slow as you head out today because we do have some high wind advisories in effect. Tappan Zee Bridge, you need to keep it down to 45 miles an hour. And stop and go Harlem River Drive southbound between 2nd Avenue and the Willis Avenue Bridge. Just a lot of traffic out there. And transit is on or close, so you might want to try that. Alternate side is in effect. And I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Wind advisory posted till 10 this morning. We also have a 30% chance of showers till then. Clearing skies with temperatures falling to about 36 by late afternoon. Overnight, the lows 27, mostly clear skies. There's a 20% chance of snow showers tomorrow afternoon. Increase in clouds and a high of 40. Right now, we're holding steady at 55 degrees. Cloudy skies here in New York. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The trading week is winding down after stocks saw their worst day of the year so far on Thursday. It's the Russia-Ukraine situation that's been weighing heavy on the markets. At the closing bell yesterday, the Dow Jones lost 622 points. The S&P 500 fell 95 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 407 points. More Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week following three straight weeks of decline. The U.S. Department of Labor reported that jobless claims rose by 23,000 to 248,000 for the week ending February 12th. Claims were revised up to 225,000 the previous week. Tesla Inc. sank towards the bottom of Consumer Reports' newest annual auto brand rankings, weighed down by poorly received design changes and reliability problems. Consumer Reports said Thursday that the electric car maker placed number 23 out of 32 brands on the 2020 list, down seven spots from the year before. Tesla's Model 3 was also beaten out as the top pick for 2022 in the electric vehicle category by Ford Motor Company's Mustang Mach-E. Legendary investor Charlie Munger had more harsh words for cryptocurrency on Wednesday and called inflation the greatest danger America faces besides nuclear war. Munger made his comments speaking during a shareholder Q&A session Wednesday at the annual meeting for Los Angeles-based newspaper chain Daily Journal Corp., of which he is the chairman. The 98-year-old Munger ripped Bitcoin and other cryptos as, quote, beneath contempt claiming its main usefulness is for extortion, kidnappings, and tax evasion. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on the Cats Roundtable. 
Kevin Frank will also be with Bernie and Sid about 620 this morning during the Bernie and Sid in the morning program. Looking at futures, the Dow's up 135 points, S&P 500 up in the green, 23. The Nasdaq's climbed 109 points. It's the WABC Early News. A former official in the Obama administration shot back at President Joe Biden's stated reasons for historic rises in inflation. It's Steve Ratner. He's a former Treasury official under Obama, and he ripped Biden's reasoning in an op-ed in The New York Times for blaming inflation over 7 percent on things like supply chain issues and saying it'll ease out by the end of the year. Here's Ratner on MSNBC back in November. For all the you read about wage increases, Amazon and this and so on, Americans' wages are actually going down at the moment in real terms after inflation. inflation. Gas is $3.40 across the nation. It was That's the highest since 2014. Yeah. There was a poll in October in which 89% of Americans said they were very concerned about the economy. There was a poll in October also that said that half the Americans expect the economy to get worse, not better, over the next few months. Ratner thinks supply chain issues are actually a result of an overstimulated economy. What he means by that, he explains, is because Americans are using vast amounts of government rescue aid monies to spend, he says, like it's Black Friday. Ratner also noted that the rise in resignations also contributes to a labor shortage, leading to an inflation of service costs. Former President Donald Trump claimed Wednesday that Democrats spied on his White House and his New York City apartment as part of an espionage campaign that ran after the 2016 election in an effort to undermine the 2020 vote. Trump's allegations follow a court filing that has been seized on by Trump allies as proof that his opponents spied on Internet traffic to gather dirt during the 2016 campaign. It comes from special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of an investigation into Trump and his campaign ties allegedly to Russia. The White House has continued, though, to dodge questions about the probe. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Again, I, I know you asked my colleague a few questions about this the other day, uh, but I would point you any questions about this to the Department of Justice. Trump-era Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe said this week that then-Vice President Joe Biden and President at the time Barack Obama knew Clinton's 2016 campaign was trying to hack into Trump's servers to, quote, fabricate, unquote, links to the Kremlin. Senior advisor at the conservative group, the Lincoln Project, thinks that former Vice President Mike Pence has a zero chance at being the next president after breaking from former President Donald Trump. Tara Setmayer says the moment Pence publicly said then-President Trump was wrong for asking him to reject electoral college votes back on January 6, 2021, he did himself in. Here's Pence. I heard this week. The president had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. Set Mayor described Pence's criticism of Trump as a cardinal sin and that Pence could kiss 2024 goodbye. Republican U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell Thursday criticized the Black Lives Matter Louisville chapter after BLM helped pay the six-figure bail of a man who allegedly shot at a mayoral candidate. The Louisville BLM chapter footed bail for Quintez Brown. He was arrested by police for allegedly shooting at mayoral candidate Craig Greenberg in his campaign office. Here's McConnell. 
less than 48 hours after this activist tried to literally murder a politician, the radical left bailed their comrade out of jail. This is just jaw-dropping. The innocent people of Louisville deserve better. Police in Louisville say Brown was charged with attempted murder and four counts of wanton endangerment after he allegedly entered Craig Greenberg's campaign headquarters in Butchertown and fired multiple shots using a 9-millimeter Glock handgun. The mayoral candidate's shirt was grazed by a bullet, but he was not hurt, nor was anybody else. Well, continuing with the Russia-Ukraine crisis, President Joe Biden Thursday warned of a Russian attack on Ukraine in days and that Moscow could stage events leading to a pretext for war. Every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine, attack Ukraine. My sense this will happen within the next several days. Biden's comments after U.S. officials said 7,000 more Russian troops have arrived near Ukraine, contradicting earlier Russian claims of a pullback. Biden maintained a diplomatic path forward still exists that would avoid conflict. Israel on Thursday formally announced it would not cooperate with a special commission formed by the United Nations top human rights body to investigate alleged abuses against Palestinians. Israel says the probe and its chairwoman were unfairly biased against Israel. The decision delivered in a scathing letter to the commission's head, Navi Pillay, further strained what already is a tense relationship between Israel and the U.N.-backed Human Rights Council in Geneva. The council established the three-person investigative commission last May, days after an 11-day war between Israel and Hamas militants in the Gaza Strip. Over 200 Palestinians, including scores of women and children, were killed in the fighting. 14 people in Israel died. Tesla founder Elon Musk is facing backlash after posting a meme Thursday on Twitter. It compared Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to German dictator Adolf Hitler. Musk posted the meme as a reply to a tweet from cryptocurrency Coindesk. Here's Canada's Prime Minister, Christia Freeland. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Musk was even criticized on social media as having gone too far and even called racist online. 77 WABC Time Check, 557. Jacqueline Carl has an update on traffic and transit. I do. We have a brand new accident. This is eastbound 495 at Route 3. An accident has the right lane blocked and you have stop and go traffic from the New Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur. Garden State Parkway southbound right before exit uh, 132. That accident is cleared, but you still have some slow traffic from Colonia Rest Area. It's been out there for a long time. Not a bad ride. Five to ten minutes inbound at your Hudson River crossings. And Long Island, we are dealing with some down poles and trees here and there on some secondary roadways. Eastbound LIE approaching exit, exit 69. We have a disabled box truck in the right lane, so expect some delays there. Hudson Valley, keep your uh, speed restrictions to 45 miles an hour on the Tappan Zee Bridge and all the bridges. If you have an empty tractor trailer or box truck, you're restricted on a lot of these bridges and roadways. And heading over to the Verrazano Bridge upper level eastbound and westbound side it's all reopened from the earlier high winds it was closed 
Traffic is on or close. Alternate side is in effect. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Yes, Jacqueline, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for that wind advisory to end by about 10 this morning. We do have a 30% chance of showers also till 10 a.m. Cloudy skies for mid-morning, then gradual clearing. Temperatures fall this afternoon to about 36 degrees by 5 p.m. Overnight, mostly clear skies, the lows 27. Saturday, there's a 20% chance of snow showers during the afternoon with increase in clouds and a high tomorrow of 40. Right now, 55 degrees, cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Alberta and Sid in the morning coming up at 6 o'clock. And here's the big guest lineup, 620, a special appearance by Frank Morano. At 7.40, Christopher Mad Dog Russo with Bernie and Sid. And, yes, it's the only Christopher Mad Dog Russo known, of course, popularly as the former co-host of the Mike and the Mad Dog Sports Radio Program with Mike Francesa. Also, Newsmax TV anchor Grant Stitchfield at 8.40 during the Bernie and Sid in the Morning show. And at 30 past each hour, don't miss the 77 WABC clip of the day. 8.25, Lydia reports. And at 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, sponsored by, hey now, Sid Rosenberg. Spot, there he is, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. He can't wait to get behind this microphone. And at 9.40, yes, he says that true. The Peerless Boilers beat Bernie contest. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Have a great weekend. Be back with us Monday morning, 5 a.m. for your early news.